This is College Dame Day, a podcast for college football fans, hosted by three sisters who recap last week's games, talk about upcoming matchups, and find some time to trash talk the teams they don't like. Let's join Megan, Amy, and Laura as they break the huddle and kick off this week's episode. Hey listeners, uh, happy post-Halloween. Hopefully you had a good weekend, got to see some cute kiddos dressed up. We'll try to throw some uh, pics of our kids on our social media pages for you to check out. Um, and I know we're heading into the, the rest of the holiday season here. So hopefully that can be more of a cheery outlook because I know we're all struggling here in Husker Nation uh, after our Purdue game. So I, uh, I went in person. The highlight of the game for me was the parachutes in. Um, so that probably tells you. Uh, did you guys watch or did you skip watching after you taped it? Okay, I did not watch. I'm going to confess, as soon as I saw how it ended, I just made the decision for my mental health that I was not going to put myself through that. And so instead, I watched the Nebraska-Minnesota volleyball game that I had recorded. And that didn't turn out (laughs) you. So I just really did not have a great weekend, guys. Yeah. I did watch it um, because I had the day off. And I was, like, really excited. I was, like, finally get a day off. Oh, this is going to be so fun. It's Purdue at home. <laughs> it's just going to be such a good day, and I don't have to go to work. And then and then it was, like, all the mental anguish because it was, like, bad, bad, bad. But I was, like, the optimist inside me, like, can't completely give up. And I was, like, maybe the second half will be better. We can come out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's still time. And then in the fourth quarter, when Adrian threw the pick, I was like, okay, it's over. I'm not watching anymore. I'm not, I'm like cutting my bleeding off, you know, cauterizing my wound. And then um, I saw that we scored and like there was a chance for the And so then I switched back and my hopes, and then, and then the whole mess with the onside kick, how Cam Taylor Britt was like right there. I think it was him. Like, it was. He was like, I don't know how he didn't get it. Also, I'm like, where's our hands team? Like, yeah, no like, offense, why is defense there? That he can't catch, like, he muffs everything. Like, I, I love him to death on defense, very athletic, but he can't catch to save his life. So I don't know why he was right there, but he played it perfect. He, like, backed over the 10-yard line, like, boxed out the Michigan State player. It was, like, ours. And then it was, Maybe. like, it was, like. The Purdue player. The Purdue player, yeah, sorry. <laughs> all, all the losses run together. I'm having PTSD from that game, too. Um, but it's, like, especially since they're ranked third in the playoff, and I'm just, like, we should have beat them. Like, yeah. Uh, it's even worse to, like, watch it in person because I know JoJo Doman called out the fans after because a lot of them left early. But I'm, like, the fans, I'm, like, no other team in college football would have this bad of losing record and still be selling out. The fans are, like, honestly very optimistic at the beginning. We're doing the chants. We're getting excited for the tunnel walk. Like, we're yelling on defense for, like, the first few downs. Like, everyone's standing. Like, the crowd wants to be into it. And it's, like, you got to help us out, though. Like, it's so hard to stay <laughs> optimistic. Like, you can just you can just feel the, like, air being let out of the stadium. That's just it. Just because, like, you leave – like – it doesn't make you a fair weather fan or a bad fan. Like, I mean, I don't know that I would ever leave just because I'm so far away that, like, if I were to go to a game, it was like, you know. Right. But it's like, that hurts your heart when that happens to your team. And maybe it's just like a self-preservation, I got to leave because this is hurting my heart type of thing. Like, 
I don't think you can blame the fans or call them Fairweather fans for that. We've also, like, got to give us, like, a reason to stay. And and I'm typically the same way. I'm like, if I've, like, you know, paid for it and I've come down here, like, I'm going to stay the whole time. But obviously now with a, a baby, I have to get home and feed her every so often. So it's not like I can just stay forever. So that's why we snuck out a little bit early is because we couldn't, I couldn't be away that long. Um, but I mean, I, I do agree. I understand their point, but I'm like, you have to understand our point too. Like you're still getting some of the best fans. We are still selling out. Like, I don't know. There's, there's some give and take there and I don't know. It's just, it's so, so frustrating to watch it live. Uh, yeah. Watching it live, Laura, what was your big takeaway on like, what, what are the big issues? Um, I think they're pretty apparent. We talk about it every single week. Uh, okay. the same the line is not great. Um, Adrian Martinez makes too many mistakes, but yet Scott Frost continues to put him in and it sounds like he's still working out like kind of an injury issue. I still think our defense is okay. It's just, they are gassed because they're on the field and we're losing mm-hmm. time of possession. Like, I don't think Scott Frost realizes, or maybe he does, and there's a disconnect, but we are losing the turnover battle and the time of possession every single game. And I'm like, in the Big Ten, like, this isn't UCF. You have to mm-hmm. dominate time of possession, or you mm-hmm. will not win. And so it's just like, uh, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, that all points to an offense problem, like all of the things that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Our special teams, I did hear, like, I didn't watch it, but I heard that special teams, we had a new kicker, and it actually was pretty good in terms of stats on special teams this game. I don't have any glaring mistakes, and I felt really good when they missed their opening field goal. I was like, okay, like, we're trending well. <laughs> Our third quarter continues to be just abysmal, and yeah. then fourth quarter is, hey, we're losing by two scores. We're going to score really quick, so it's a one-score game again, but then we won't convert for the second score. It's literally right. we're on repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bummer. But like I said, the, the parachute in, which I, I know we're putting on social media too, was really cool. So that was at least, we started <laughs> on a high. So that was good. Right. I was listening to, and I, don't, I can't remember if it was the radio announcers or if I had popped out to get like snacks or something and I was listening to the um, TV announcers, but they were saying like, they really thought this game would be like a redemption game for the quarterback. And they meant Adrian. And they were like, but it was really huge for O'Connell because he had notoriously not taken care of the ball. He'd had turnovers. And of course, this game, we have four to his zero. Mm -hmm. And that's what I continue to say. You don't ever have to beat Nebraska. You just have to stick to your game plan. Keep running the ball. Even if you don't like gain any yards in the first and second quarter, you'll gas our defense out. You'll win Mm -hmm. time of possession. You'll win the rushing yards. And if you don't turn it over, you just wait for Nebraska to make the mistake because it's coming. So it's literally like yeah. just stick to your game plan. You'll win. That's frustrating too that Scott continues to play Adrian um, because the reality is he cannot be our best option when he has four interceptions like that. I'm sorry. You don't, you don't have anyone on the team that can mm-hmm. do better than that. You know what I'm saying? And if, if that's true, then that's an issue. Like, then you better get busy recruiting. And I want to see some quarterback competition because where Adrian's at right now, it's just, it's, he's throwing the game every single week. And I, I know it's not all in one player, but he is consistently the weak link. It's hard for me to believe that we have no options other than Adrian, because that's really what Scott has said. I don't understand. I, it has to be like something with because like last year at this time, like when Adrian was making mistakes, Luke was getting chances. Like he was getting his chance and he was making his own mistakes. 
but like mm -hmm. other people were getting chances and so i don't know if that has something to do with why no one else is getting a chance this year or if smothers is just not just that inept i don't know <laughs> right but if he's that inept why is he taking up a spot on the team like why are we not developing him because you can't pin your entire team on one player and, yeah. and expect that he's going to be able to carry it and like adrian's proving to us he can't so I'm just like there's no one else I felt like a couple years ago when Noah Vedral came in clearly he doesn't have the size that Adrian does um, but he's an athletic kid and I felt like he played a lot better than Adrian did I don't understand like our development is so bad at the quarterback position that I feel mm -hmm. like I expect to see the quarterback coach fired. I want someone new in there and if that happens like I'll have a lot of hope for next season I want to see Scott mm -hmm actually coach a whole team with someone other than Adrian at quarterback. And I want to see a new quarterback coach in there. Who's not going to like completely screw over the quarterback. I mean, Adrian yeah. has just gotten worse and worse and worse. And I'm like, that's not a good sign when your coaching is yeah. deconstructing someone's ability. Or maybe we don't get, we just get rid of our quarterback coach, get a special teams coach. And then because I feel like quarterback coach, that has to be all, like, psychological stuff. So, unless you're going to hire, like, a therapist or something. Which is not a bad idea. <laughs> I mean, you'll get a therapist for the fans. Maybe they should do that. <laughs> a hotline. Okay. Yeah, call it, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's, it's just frustrating because you see teams like Georgia. And they'll have, you know, their starting quarterback go out. Their next one comes in. They're still undefeated. Illinois lost their, you know their mm -hmm. lead uh, starting quarterback and then their backup came in and beat us like why don't we have that option and yeah. the other thing too is the penalty on when Adrian had his first turnover was such a killer because it was a first down we were driving then we got backed up and then the next play we threw a pick so it's just like we also don't have the mental tenacity to like overcome those kind of things and it's just it's weird too like Michael and I were talking about the fact that like a lot of our offensive line isn't good and um now there's someone in the NFL that are starting. It's like, how are they not good at Nebraska? They were rated poorly. And then they go to the NFL and it's like, oh, they're good. It's like, okay, so they have the talent, but we're not leveraging it. Like, right. like I'm really like concerned coaching. about the coaching. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what like fans want to see. Like we want to see some change at the coaching level yeah. to start. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not saying fire Scott, like, but if there's not some change with the coaching staff, then I, I think we are going to just keep seeing the same ending. It's like, you just can't, can't develop talent. And that's so frustrating. It is. It is. Let's, let's move on. Let's close this chapter. <laughs> yes. Let's go Sounds on to good. some other big 10 games. Also, it was really sad too. Like when they said Iowa was losing, everyone like cheered in the stadium. I'm like, this is what we've become now. Like, <laughs> we just like cheer for other people to lose and like yes I get it like it's exciting but at the same time I'm like this is all we have now like it's actually really depressing okay, but here's the thing even when we were good when they would announce in that stadium that like Texas was losing it was a big cheer so that's always been there that's not like a new thing <laughs> we've always yes like but that. when we have nothing else to fall back on it's not like oh we're good too it's like uh I don't know just doesn't sit well so let's move on to some other big 10 games though this one, I was actually very surprised. Michigan State and Michigan. That's some tenacity for Michigan State. I really thought Michigan had it. Yeah, I guess the moral of the story is you don't count out that younger sibling, the mm -hmm. little brother, 
Yeah. If you know, there's a chance he's going to claw his way back in. Didn't we all say though that like it could go either way? Like I like I I picked Michigan obviously, so I thought they were going to win, but I, it wasn't like a huge shock that Michigan yeah. State won. Because I don't I I honestly like this is not me hating, but I don't think either one of them is deserving of their ranking in the playoff rankings. So yeah, just going off of the way we played both of those teams, yeah. I felt like they were pretty evenly matched um so yeah it was kind of a coin flip but to me like both of those games that that was like we were in control and we gave them like both of those teams we gave them those wins like Mm -hmm. that was our game it's not like it was a come from behind like and it's like because we were one play away from beating both of them but it wasn't like a hail mary or it was like a we don't turn the ball over or we don't Mm -hmm. you know let them run a return in for like it's like they were our games and we made mistakes and gave them to them. So I, I don't know. I don't think either one of them is that good. I really don't. But I just I truly thought Michigan has has more talent. But mm-hmm. the tenacity of Michigan State and the fact that Mel Tucker, I mean, again, I don't think they're as good as maybe they're ranked. But I'm like, he's yeah. turned the ground. I mean, mm-hmm. so I guess kudos there. Um this yep. this next game did not surprise me at all personally. Uh, Georgia, Florida. So <laughs> I know you guys took yeah. them, but yeah, Florida. But I just I don't yep. see Georgia losing. I really don't. And I think if they play Bama again, uh, mm-hmm. we'll talk about the rankings later. But I'm like, yeah. I don't think they should lose to Bama. But I know that they'll probably will, and then they'll both get into the playoffs, which is going to annoy <laughs> me. But anyway, I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys get a chance to watch that game? I did. I watched it and it was actually a close game until about, I don't know, two or three minutes before halftime and Florida just fell apart. Like Georgia Mm -hmm. scored at least twice in the last two minutes of the half. And that's at that point I was like, "Mm, this is not going to happen today. I expected Florida to have a little bit more fight, but they look like they are really bad this year. You think uh, Dan Mullen's on the chopping block? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I'm not like, you know, I don't follow the Florida Gators super closely, so I don't really know what the general feel is with their fan base, but I mean, he should probably be concerned. (laughs) Yeah. He should probably Um, start winning games. Yeah, he should probably consider that. Um, Another SEC game was Ole Miss and Auburn, and Amy, you took Auburn, so how do you, did you get a chance to watch it, and what made you feel confident in picking them? Well, if you listen to last week's podcast, I said Bonex is due for <laughs> one good game every um, season. Did he play pretty well? I didn't watch this one. He did. He did play very well. Nice. Good call, Amy. Thanks. It's like my only one I got right, so I'll take it. I'm kind of going between SEC and Big Ten here. Penn State and Ohio State. I wasn't shocked at the turnout, but I did think Penn State kept it closer than I thought mm-hmm. they would. Mm-hmm. It was only like nine points, wasn't it? Yeah, 33-24. So, yep. Ohio State, I don't know if they're back, but they're trending. They kind of do what they always do. And do you guys remember the year that they lost early in the season um, and mm-hmm. then went on to win it all? I'm yes. like, I'm kind of seeing like reminiscent of that happening yes. now. That was the first year of the playoffs. The playoff right. Yep. 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Like yesterday, so yeah. can't take your eye off the uh, 
Can't take your eye off the Buckeyes there. Iowa State, West Virginia. This one against I just I just feel like there's certain teams that have, and maybe this is just me in my in my own mind, but I feel like West Virginia always has Iowa State. Iowa State's always got Oklahoma State. I feel like Michigan State always challenges Michigan. It's like no matter where they're ranked. Mm-hmm. So this game went the way I thought it would. It'd be close with West Virginia pulling out the win. Did you guys get a chance to watch it again? I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of them because Nebraska was a 2.30 game, so we were driving down during the morning games, driving back during the, the late night. Mm-hmm. I did not watch this game. Yeah, West Virginia won 38-31. to 31. So, again, just I think they they kind of have Iowa State's number. Um, one game I did get to watch a little bit of since it was a later game, and it was, it was close. Uh, Mac Brown, I think, has done a good job at UNC, but Notre Dame and UNC – I was hoping for UNC to win, but uh, Notre Dame won. And then we had Stanford, Washington. Again, Amy, you're going to have to be our uh, Pac-12 after dark reference. I was sad Stanford lost, but again, I genuinely cannot tell you if I watched a Pac-12 game this year. I actually didn't watch this one because I wasn't working. Did I get it right, though? Yes. Washington. Oh, did we both pick Washington? Oh, no, just Amy. I'm sorry. Okay, I was going to say, I thought I picked Stanford because I'm thinking Stanford beat Oregon, but like they're truly not good. Like, I don't know what happened to Oregon during that game. So, anyway, that's a bad loss for them. Yeah, that's that's a pretty bad loss. <laughs> uh, which does bring us to kind of the top 25, which shocking. Georgia, Bama take one and two. Haven't seen that before. Um, so the top 25, Georgia. Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon are the top four, so they'd be in for the college playoff, followed by Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, and Oklahoma, which, again, I'm like, Oklahoma, but I guess they're undefeated. So uh, what do you guys think? See, I feel the opposite about Oklahoma. I'm, like, looking at them, and I cannot believe that they are eighth. Like, that's so disrespectful, in my opinion. see them in the Kansas game? Yes, and they won. Did but you see? I mean, losing the whole game was like they couldn't stop Kansas, and then they like. Sure, like, but they won the game. Did you see Alabama lose to Texas A and M? Um. Yeah, I saw the the kicker. Kick see, the... did you see Ohio State lose to Oregon? Like, I'm just like completely mm-hmm. shocked that a team that's I think they're nine and zero, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're nine and zero. They've won more games than any other team. And they're in a Power Five conference. They didn't start the very still, first. They started week the week um, well, maybe they one, haven't had a bye. but they might not have had a bye. I don't know what they That's are. What I'm saying like, yeah, they're nine zero. They're nine zero. They've won the most wins. That they is have correct. Won more games than any other team. They're in a Power Five conference, so they're p- playing up, you know, Power Five schedule, and they're still ranked eighth. Like my thing is, they should not be behind Cincinnati. Because I don't care, like, oh yeah, no, Oklahoma they doesn't have. Just, they shouldn't they be are. behind Cincinnati, right? But like the whole Alabama, like the one loss, like this, their schedule hasn't been nearly, and that's why there's got. It's not like I don't really fault the playoff. Well, I mean, I fault some of their choices, but like the system is flawed. It's like when people get mad at defects. Like when I worked foster care, people get mad, but like we had to follow certain rules and stuff. It's like the system itself is flawed. The whole like power five and then like, you know, group of five. Mm-hmm. And 
it's like the whole like there has to be a better system and you can't just keep saying oh these conferences are so much better so they can have one or two losses and still get in but then somebody who can't but like it's not a fair setup for anyone because maybe Cincinnati would be undefeated in something but in a, in a power five. I don't think they would though. So I don't think they do deserve to be in the top four. I think they got that right, but I think Oklahoma should be in front of Cincinnati, but then it's just, okay. it's a flawed system. Here's That's what all I'm saying though. Cincinnati has a win against a top 10 opponent. Oklahoma has not played anyone ranked. So strength of schedule is definitely giving Cincinnati. The, I don't think that's like, true though. I don't think that's true because Cincinnati they are 100 in strength of schedule. There's only 130 teams. Are you? So yeah, I think moving it's forward, hard for me. Top 10 win. Cincinnati beat Notre Dame, who was number eight at the time. Oklahoma has not yet. They will finish out the season playing ranked teams, but they have yeah. not had a win against a top, even not even 25 opponent. And so I do think that will shake up once mm-hmm. Oklahoma plays Baylor. Once Oklahoma plays Oklahoma State, I think if they can pull out the victory there they might, you know, go ahead of Cincinnati because Cincinnati's rest of their schedule isn't great. Granted, they play it at SMU, which is 23, but I I do, I don't necessarily disagree with where they're at now, but I'd be surprised if Oklahoma goes undefeated and Cincinnati goes undefeated, how that will then shake up. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Like there, this is the first one. So there's time for it to work itself out, hopefully, but yeah. I would, very but surprised if, when I saw Oklahoma at eight. I was like, but if, oh if they're both undefeated at the end of the season, then I think Oklahoma should definitely get the nod over Cincinnati. But uh, because Cincinnati didn't play anyone, like, and I don't even think Notre Dame was that like good of a win. But whatever. Yeah, we'll see. But, um, yeah, their schedule up to now hasn't been that strong though. So yeah. Well, also I think the Big Ten will also, you know, take care of itself with. Mm-hmm. I mean, Penn State obviously lost this week to Ohio State. Michigan State still got to face them. Um, so they're still in Michigan still has to face. So it's there are still a lot of good games left to be played, and there's still a lot of room. Mm-hmm. I would be really surprised, though, if Michigan State and Michigan lose. And let's say Ohio State goes undefeated for the rest of the season and mm-hmm. Oklahoma loses. If Cincinnati, in that case, goes undefeated, I think there's going to be a really tough case for not putting them in. Not that I necessarily think they should be, but I'm like, if they're undefeated and they have played some top 10, like top 25 teams, mm-hmm. how do you not? I just don't think that's a good look, but we'll see. We'll yeah. See. But that's well, why I think you should like, for like their non-conference games and stuff, that's why you should schedule like, you know, not pay Fordham to come in and, and play you. You know, you should... Mm-hmm. You should get because it's like like a Cincinnati like that you have to prove mm-hmm. that you because it's like when you play like a Northwestern or somebody crappy every week, yeah, you can get it together a couple times and beat some good right. teams when you're not like in the trenches week after week after week. Mm-hmm. It's not a fair system, and I'm gonna go on my tirade again, but it's like when you're playing in a tougher conference week in and week out, it's yeah. not it's not fair. Yeah, well, I mean, I think all you have to do is look at Scott Frost at UCF and look at him in Nebraska. It's like a totally different system. And that's where I'm like, Cincinnati, like, good for you. You've won, like, one big game. Yeah. You know, probably half the teams in all of the Power 5 conferences could have done that. I just, and I mean, you also have to remember, Cincinnati went to a bowl game last year 
played Georgia and lost. So I, I don't think it's clear that they are, you know, deserving of going to a playoff game. But that's yeah. just me. Yeah. And keep in mind, too, they did have Indiana scheduled, who was a favorite preseason, too. So, I mean, it is kind of tough to get your matchups ahead of time, knowing where people right. are going to be ranked. But they have won in the Big Ten. They've won against Navy. They beat, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think their schedule is complete crap. I do think it's easier, to your point. It's, you know, not the top one. But I don't know. I'm 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 kind of more on the fence for Cincinnati than I think others are. Um so, but we'll, we'll, well, like I said, I really do think with the remaining games left, it will kind of take care of itself. So, yeah. well, we will, we will see. So in terms of picks from last week, I think Megan and I tied. So let's go to okay. the, I guess that would be the scores in for the game. So okay. Megan, you said 38-24. I said 31-17. Well, we both picked the wrong winner. So how does that work? <laughs> I was trying to go with who the spread was closer on, but okay. we'll do it as, okay. as a tie. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, upcoming games. Megan, you picked um, some matchups to to pick this week. So we'll start in the Big Ten. Uh, we've got Wisconsin versus Rutgers. I'm, I'm going to take Wisconsin. I think they're trending decently. Um, I, I, I think they'll win this game. Okay, I will pick Rutgers because I I am very upset that Wisconsin is ranked. Um, and so I would like that to not be the case next week. Okay, well, here's the thing. If Megan would have picked Wisconsin, I would have picked Rutgers hands down because that's also who I want to win. I like Bedrill. I like that he's a Nebraska boy. So I do cheer for him. But also, I don't think Wisconsin is deserving of 21, but I also do think they're just better than Rutgers. So I'm at a stalemate here on what to do. Your heart versus your head? Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'll just pick Wisconsin. I do think they're going to win, but I will be cheering for Rutgers. If I get that one wrong, I'll be winning either way. Alrighty. Um, next game is Penn State, Maryland. I, again, don't see this one as any kind of a toss up, but Megan, why did you want to pick this one? They have the same record. Okay. Okay. All right. So, I mean, it's not that, it's not that skewed, but <laughs> having said that, I'm going to go with Penn State. Okay. I will uh, join you on that one. All right. I am not brave enough to go out on my own here, so I'm going to have to Okay, also this one, I don't think it's going to be close at all either, but Michigan State and Purdue. Oh, I, I think, think this game could be close. I think it could be too, and Purdue has shown us that they can rise to a challenge, and so I am going to go with Purdue. I'd love to see Michigan State lose. I don't think we want them up in that number three spot, so. Okay. Yeah, I'll pick Purdue too because I want them to win, and I hate Michigan State. I, I kind of think Michigan State will win, but um, I think it definitely could, there could be an upset, so. Okay. All right. Well, we'll go to the ACC for what I think will be my upset pick. Uh, number nine, Wake Forest versus UNC. So, Laura, you're going with UNC, I guess. I, I am. All right. I'll go with Wake Forest. Okay. I'm picking first next time because I always have the hard part of, like, okay. All right, all right. You can you can pick first. You next. can go first. Yeah. 
I just think Mac Brown can coach for a big game, so I that's why I'm going with them. I'm going with UNC. Okay. All right, Amy, you're up first. We're moving to the SEC. Now, ooh, I didn't even, I didn't even look at this game. 13 oh. Auburn versus 14 Texas A&M. I am going to pick Auburn because, well, no, maybe I'm going to pick Texas A&M. This is why I shouldn't. <laughs> this is why you pick last. <laughs> no, well, you guys are picking the ones like Penn State, Maryland. Like, okay, that's a given. But, um, okay, because here's the thing. Like, Texas A&M can only play good, I feel like, in big games, which that's what this will be. So, it's just like, which Bo Nix is going to show up? The one that, like... Yep falls apart under pressure or the one that can get it together um Auburn okay so you're staying with him you said he'd only have one good game a season but he maybe he can put it together for another one he's good for one a season so maybe okay Okay. well I'm gonna go with Auburn as well okay I will take Jimbo so I'll take Texas A&M Amy, I think I know what you're going to pick, but Tennessee versus 18 Kentucky. Yeah, I'm going to go with Wandale. Okay. Megan? Well, I mean, this is, yes, my head and heart are at conflict on this one, but I'm going to go with my head and I'm going to pick Tennessee. Okay. I'm going to take Kentucky as well. Um, Also, I know you guys don't watch NFL as much, but uh, this made me think of when Ole Miss played Tennessee um Peyton and Eli do like a Monday night football commentary mm-hmm. and uh because Ole Miss won <laughs> Peyton Manning had to wear a uh, Ole Miss jersey during the like broadcast and uh-huh. Eli's like don't stretch it out with your big forehead said <laughs> <No. laughs> was I was gonna give you a different jersey but I'm gonna give you this one so you don't stretch it out with your big head yeah I'm like that's pretty funny but sorry uh sorry Peyton I am taking Kentucky on that one so um, next one, staying in the SEC. Megan, I'll let you pick first on this one. Number 17, Mississippi State versus Arkansas. Yeah, I picked this one because this one's really hard for me. And so maybe it won't be for you guys, but I'm going to go with Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll go with Mississippi State because 17 is my favorite number. <laughs> um, I have no idea on this one. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, okay. Where are they playing? It's at Arkansas. Same record at Arkansas. All right, Megan, I'll go with Arkansas. I'll go for an upset. I, I really have no gut feeling on this one. Okay. Um, next one, Texas, Iowa State. I'm taking Texas, although ugh, I feel like it's a lose-lose situation. <laughs> it really is. Amy, you can go next. I'll pick Iowa State. It's not really hard. I pick against Texas every single time, pretty much. So, okay. pretty easy for me. I feel like Texas is kind of trending in Nebraska's direction. Like, they cannot win a game. Like, they'll be in the game until the end, and then they just can't close. So, I'm going to pick Texas and say that this week they changed that narrative. It's their uh, redemption tour. Yeah, but I won't be disappointed if they don't. <laughs> um, all right, and then we'll we'll end with the Pac-12, which, again, I'm going to put the caveat out there. I'm not going to watch this game. Um, right. Also, like, 
Pac-12, not really right. I mean, I guess Oregon, but yeah, the yeah. walls. Um, so we've got USC versus Arizona State. Arizona State. Okay. Megan? I know that I picked this game, but I have no idea. So I'll go with USC. All right. My goal is to take whoever you guys didn't, but you guys split. So thanks a lot. Yep. Um, yeah. USC. Okay. So they're playing at Arizona State. Arizona State's mm-hmm. five and three. USC is four and four. So I'll also prefer a cheer for Arizona State. So I will go Arizona State. I just think they're the better team. Like if you watch them at all this year, they're. I haven't. Well, you're the only one who does. So your offense has a lot. Like when they're clicking, they can score a lot, like in a little amount of time. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we will post some more stuff on social media. So be sure to follow us, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to College Dame Day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. Also hit us up. We are at College Dame Day on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join us again next week for more college football content. Ugh, I feel like so depressed starting every episode. I don't know how to like. I know it's really hard to power through. Just like, okay, this doesn't have to be a Husker podcast. Like we'll just briefly mention it and then we'll skip on over to other things going on. All right.